and thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Let's meet our guest today, Roland Betts. Good morning, Roland. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, good. Hey, so uh, for our guests, like, how would you encapsulate what it is you're up to? What do you do? What do I do? I think it's encapsulated probably even in my email. I'm a coach. Right. And I've been coaching for years, ever since I've been younger. Now I'm older, but I still think young. And that's what I like to do, help people find themselves and who they are. Cool. Excellent. So, Roland, what we love to do is just let's dive back into where were you born, kind of what was childhood like, you know, that type of thing. So, <laughs> I was born in Santa Cruz, California, the original hippieville of California. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they still dance in the streets and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I grew up as a kid uh, enjoying life a lot, and I got into the equestrian world when I was rather young. Mm-hmm. And so um, my dad had helped me move in that direction. Mm-hmm. And I went professional at 18 Wow! and uh, started doing that sort of thing. Wow. Uh, so besides the normal educational route, um, horses were a passion of mine and I got into it. Yeah. Yeah. So what was, uh, what was, what were you like as maybe a elementary or middle school? Like what were things that you were <laughs> excited to do or that type of thing? Well, you said, what was I like? I got in trouble a lot. Yeah. Well, so did I. So, <laughs> other than I mean, that, you know, I, I was okay. I made teachers angry at me. They would turn their faces red. <laughs> you know, you get over here and you little baby, yes. you know, and I would just love that. I, that was awesome. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. So, you know, so I just grew up. It was an easy life, you know. Basically, I went to private school, you know, as, as a kid, and and but um, always had questions about my faith a, a little bit, and always wanted to explore that. But um, you know, I went to college and dropped out of college young mm-hmm. because I was making good money as a horse trainer, mm. and um, I took a lot of risks at that time. Um, when you're that young, people aren't sure if they want to give you a horse. And I would, right. I would drive around. I had a 55 Ford. Okay. okay. And um, it had holes in the floor and a door that would open up, and I had a bungee cord on it. But it, but it had a huge trunk. Okay. And so I was in college down in Riverside, California, and I would go up to people's houses before I had equipment, right? I'd knock on their door and say, hey, I see you have a horse, and I'll train it for you. And they're going, okay. And I said, it's going to take me three months, and I need some money up front. And if you can do that for me, it'd be great. And then I'd go to the horse tack area, right. buy the tack <laughs> that I needed. Exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes. I'd go over there, and I'd start training. Well, that ended up being to where I established some pretty large equestrian work and uh, started at La Sierra University and expanded their whole program from like a four-stall area to 12 stalls, a huge arena, horse shows, all that kind of stuff. And um, the first time I went to a regional championship, I had to do it on my own because the owners didn't believe that I could make it. (laughs) Okay. So at that time, it was a huge deal. I don't know if you would remember these times or not, but there was gas prices were out the roof, right? And I dumped my 55 Ford and I decided I was going to buy a Lincoln Continental. Because okay. the Lincolns had these huge engines in, in them, right? Like big four sixty engines. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't afford a pickup, so I put a hitch on the Lincoln Continental. <laughs> I rented a horse trailer. I took this horse over to the regional championships, 
because the owners wouldn't pay for anything because right. I was too young. And, they, and I slept in my car and showed the horse. I thought I'd lost. And then an older lady came back and said, son, have you gone and look at the judge's card? Do you, do you know how you actually placed? And I said, no, I don't. She said, well, you need to go look. So I went back to the judge's card. I tallied up the points, and I was reserve champion of the horse show. Wow. And so I questioned it, and the judges all came back in. Sure enough, I'm reserve champion. From then on out, I went pro and uh, started making a lot of good money. Yeah. There you go. At 20, I'd had a semi-rig, all the whole whole stuff, and hauling horses around. I scared to death to drive it, so I hired someone to drive it. (laughs) I mean, I would too, so. Yeah. It's all fun and games, so you have to back up. and then Right? Yeah, I can drive straight down the highway. <laughs> yeah, probably so you, okay. Hand but, it over when you're on the straightaway, and then we're good. <laughs> but you jump on even a video game, man. That thing takes up most of the lane. Like, I don't, I, no, thank you. Yeah, right? It's huge. Yeah. It's humongous. scary. Yeah. So you, you know, you're training and, and all that, uh, making good money. And I think uh, what was kind of what was next for you? Well, I had been in the horse world for about 10 years, and I was getting tired of going around the show arena in circles, and I felt that the Lord was asking me to do something else. And uh, he'd convinced me that I needed to go into education. Hmm. And so um, I went back to school. There's more teachers out there that needed frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right? (laughs) Exactly. So at age 30, I do my undergraduate in human resource development and my graduate work in curriculum and instruction. Hmm. And I started teaching at a, a middle school. That's a great place to jump into, right? Where all the hormones are going? Yes. After grad school, that's yeah, (laughs) big adjustment. Right. Yeah, Yeah. that's where they get those uh, naive graduates. They're like, hey, you know where we really need some help? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, then what happens uh, moving there? You're doing some education and all that. What's that look like? Well, I taught in the Bay Area, taught middle school and high school, multiple subjects, and... um, then I had got another call to come up and start pastoring in Oregon. In Oregon. So um, people were prepping me to get into administrative work further mm. on schools and churches and that sorts of things. And um, I started working for the church, and then I realized that my kids needed some help because they had some learning disabilities. Mm. So I'd only worked for the church as a pastor for maybe a couple years, maybe three, And um, I had already learned some other things um, because I took my passions in life, uh, which was vocal techniques and singing. I was Mm -hmm. my wife and I traveled the West Coast singing up and down. And um, I decided I wanted to be a coach in there. So I learned through the Northwest Institute of Voice. Mm. And um, so I had the passions of voice and horses. And I decided to stay home and cut the pastor job in order to help my kids uh, grow up yeah. with their learning disabilities. So um, I ended up be, being the educator at home, right. and I set up my wife with her business, which was massage therapy, and ah. she's been up here in Oregon since 97 with me. Wow. Okay. And um, massaging people. There you go. Yeah, she's a former nurse. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Yeah. I have a soft spot in my heart for vocal coaches because I was in college in my first semester. I was a music major, and I went into my voice lesson. It was required at the time. If you're majoring in music, you'd take your voice lessons. Mm-hmm. Went in for my first lesson and, like, doing some, like, warm-up stuff. And she was like, she's like, stop. I think you have notes. And I was like, 
huh? And so then, then she sent me, yeah. she had me a referral to see the EN, ENT, mm-hmm. went in, they threw the camera down there, and they were like, yeah, that's that. And they're like, that's yeah. vocal nodules right there. Mm-hmm. And so I learned my first voice lesson. She was like, time to stop go see somebody and I was like whoa and so yeah I wouldn't have noticed I mean she just knew right away I mean it's her job so yeah that's actually what we specialize in so through the Northwest Institute we have a number of people that have won Grammy Awards and been in the gold records and stuff but we deal with a lot of people that have nodules Mm -hmm. and can't speak or can't sing and uh, through the exercises Mm -hmm. we bring those nodules back around yeah and the people are up and going so yeah. it's kind of like a toolkit yeah. exactly. for, for, insta- for vocal people. They go, yeah. man, exactly. Rowan, how come I can't hit the notes tonight? Well, have you done this and this and this? And, exactly. and we go through it, and then they're up and going. They feel good. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. We, I mean, it took voice therapy, and I learned so much about my voice through, you know, she would record me talking about my day, and then we'd watch it back, and she'd tell me all these things about my I was like, what? Yep, yeah. it's what? It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean... Uh, uh, her brother, um, when he was in middle school, you know, had always gotten all the solos and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And there was a stretch in there where he wasn't getting all the top solos. And and uh, his voice, we didn't really understand at the time, had gotten nasally, mm. you know. And so I'm like, well, if this was any sport, I could coach it. For <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, but I can't. And so I said, but if you want a voice coach, we could get one. And he's yeah. like, well, I'm too proud for that. I said, well. Oh. Okay, yeah. but th- but by the time we drove home later that night, he's like, actually, I, I think I do want a, a voice coach, you know, yeah. and got some seventy-eight-year-old uh, lady here in town, and with and wonderful gal, right? right? And and in two months, just by again, coaching, learning what to place his voice, and back to getting solos and the leads in the musicals, and to a full ride scholarship in college mm-hmm. and Grammy nomination. That's yeah. the craziest thing about voice yeah. coaching is like I think in sports there's physical therapy, there's like working out, there's so much like huge adjustments, and like sometimes the vocal adjustments are so small, and but it makes that huge difference, and it's it's really interesting. What What's so amazing is what you just said is typical. People are afraid to see a coach because this thing called voice is very personal to people. And yes. so the, it's more personal than a soccer ball, a trumpet, or anything, because this is them. I mean, it's, right. who, it's who they are. Right. Okay, okay and so yeah. you, can't, you can't touch this. Yeah, right? exactly. But uh, those things, they're just little muscles. Right. And so you're just learning how to manipulate those little muscles, and off they go. Yeah. 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 And for those of our listeners, like uh, maybe that's ringing a bell with you. And so you can certainly reach out to us and we can put you in touch with uh, with Roland and so on. But but maybe uh, you've got an area of your life, whether it's business or a physical thing or uh, mental, like literally coaching, right, can help mm-hmm. in any of those aspects. Uh, somebody with an expert can ask good questions that will lead you to a production in, in whatever area that is. And so, yeah, yeah, that's a firm belief of mine. Being an educator, you, you think of educators as someone who's stale and who's mostly just repeating a topic. Right. But coaches get to the core. Why, why do you like this? And, and how can I bring your passion out? How can I make you better? Right. And so what I do with horses and what I do with voice is just that. Yeah. How can I get you out to where I find the real you? Right. And you exceed. And when that happens, it's glorious. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, that uh, next uh, better 10K, that next uh, getting yourself debt-free, that next, you know, whatever that is, yeah. is literally just people asking the right questions. That's in you. It's just a, mm-hmm. a coach helps to 
draw those uh, passions out and make them more effective. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And you mentioned you know, from an earlier age you had like a passion for the equestrian stuff. Did you notice early on the passion for voice as well, or did that come later for you? Uh, voice was just a natural thing. I, I started singing at age five in boys' choirs. Oh, okay. Where they take you around in these little limousines and you go to <laughs> Catholic churches where it sounds right. really cool, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's called the Chapel of the Four Seasons Boys' Choir. There you go. I sang first soprano all the way till I was like 11 or 12. Yeah. Right. And it was just always something I did. Uh, but as you grow older, you want to sing more and hit the notes that you want to hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that's how I got into it. Okay, Horses, cool. I, was, I was actually terrible at that when I was young. <laughs> and I hated getting whooped on by all the girls because girls love horses, right? Right. And so you're at a horse show and you're going, why am I the only guy out here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And you're going by and they're riding their horse right along beside you and they're looking down at you, you know, with their noses. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be here. How dare you be in this with us? You know, right. and I, ooh, I, I just wanted to beat him, you know, <laughs> exactly. So, so I kept at it until I did. Yeah. 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 Which brings up another point, right? With coaching or whatever, perseverance and, and, and purpose will help us uh, accomplish a lot. We'll, we can overcome a lot of hurdles uh, if, if we just have yeah. uh, that. You know? I, I truly believe that in, in all business, I mean, in my life, I've seen where the Lord redirects me. And I think it's, it's a, a matter of listening to what he asks you to do and what's effective within your own life. And then from there, taking the risk to actually pull the trigger and then move forward. Many times people doubt themselves mm-hmm. and they go, well, I can't do that or I can't do that. And all I try to do is pull out some of my passions and figure out, okay, how can I make this help, help someone else? Mm-hmm. And, um, the Lord has gifted me in a number of areas, which is um, not only in these areas of courses and voice, but it's management and it's administrative and it's spiritual. I love, I love breaking down the Bible to people in a really simple way so they can understand it. Yeah, and it's not; it doesn't have to be, you know, high high end theory. It can be really practical. Yeah, and so. Um, I've taken those years of college, those years of experience, and started to apply them. And that's how I enjoy doing my work. You know, the other business I got into lately is is C, CPR work. Mm. My dad died at age 50 from a heart attack. Mm. And, is, and many of you would know us back in the 80s because... Um, if you go to the Oregon Gardens and you see the, that big facility, that was all horses before. Mm. And that was our facility for years in the 80s. And um, we had horses from around the world, and we would invite people from the community to come to open houses and uh, special events. And we, and we would have people just have a good time, you know. So um, that's how we got involved. And CPR, um, I just bought a business that was going, okay. I've been coaching in this area for a while. I like helping people know how to save a life. And I got into establishing that yeah. a number of years ago. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, what uh, what would you say, like, uh, if you were talking to your 25-year-old self? This is a question we like to ask a lot of our guests. Like, what's a piece of advice or two that you'd give your 25-year-old self? <laughs> Good one, huh? Pray. <laughs> Pray. <laughs> it's not bad advice, yeah. Well, you know, everyone is afraid to find their identity. What were they born for and what do they do? 
And I think many times people rush into a career not really thinking that out. What do I do well? And they don't ask that question. Um, when I look back at my life, I've always been curious. I like to ask questions. I like to find out about people. And um, I knew I was, I didn't know at that time, but I was developing this idea of being a coach without actually knowing it. Right. But I'd failed at so many things. And I think when people fail, they get discouraged, where you should look at failure as an opportunity. Because if you don't fail, you won't get better. Right. You know who I've always had the hardest time with coaching is the ones that, um, that don't think they can do anything wrong. Yeah. Okay? And they're the natural athlete or they're the natural voice, and they go, well, you know, I don't, I don't need a coach. Right. Until they hit age 30. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they still want to do what they want to do, and they, they're terrible at it. Okay? And all those people who had to work hard to get there bypass them. And they go, well, how did that happen? I, I was the great one, right? And then here comes someone else that goes, well, watch me pass you. Right. You know, and it's because they failed. Right. I mean, if you can do that, you're amazing, you know, so I'll take pe- pe- people and, and we video them either singing or, or writing or, you know, whatever we're doing. And um, I'll say, look at the video and let's see what we can find out. What, what, what can you learn? Rather than saying, I lost and the judge didn't like me. Okay. <laughs> it must have been the judge's fault. <laughs> it's yeah. judge's fault, you know. I said, look at yourself and let's see what we can learn. And they go, oh, yeah, I could do this and this. I go, yeah, okay, so let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we rarely learn from winning. Rarely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a that's a principle that I live by. So. Yeah, I mean, you get cocky about it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I I had some athletic gifts and all that, but uh, at at fifty seven, um, I realized that. I can't do some of the things I could do or mm. not at the pace that, you know, but the brain still says I can do that. Absolutely. <laughs> man. Come on. Exactly. Just stretch the body out. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Until you're pulling a hammy and twisting an ankle and whatever it is, trying to try to be 30 again. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Not that my co-host would know anything about that. So oh, no. She's still in her mid-20s. So. Exactly. Oh, you'll, you'll appreciate it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was up mountain biking with my son here. I, I'm in my 60s, and um, we were having a ball. And uh, going downhill is where he whoops up on me, but I do better going uphill, so mm. it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I go to the gym with my son or whatever, and, and you know, there's areas he's certainly stronger than me, mm-hmm. you know, but I just realized that that's my limitation. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um, what would be something in one or two of the industries you're operating in that that kind of surprised you? Like uh, you thought it was going to be a certain way, and maybe it's not quite that way. CPR surprised me. Yeah, I wasn't meaning to go that way. My areas of passion is in the health fields, the equestrian fields, and the vocal fields. All those intertwine with personal development. Mm -hmm. Um, Going the CPR route really helped my speaking ability and getting to the point of with people in large crowds, even though I've always enjoyed speaking. As you know, a teacher, pastor learns to do those things. But to read your audience when they're super bored, 
that's cool. Yeah. And so the CPR really teach you that because yeah. it's a class no one wants to go to. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's often required. required. Yeah. It's, it's exactly. required. Yeah. So I gotta be there. Yeah. So you're trying to figure out ways. Okay. How can I help this person go this way? And right. um, it was really beneficial. And so beside, I've intertwined the health fields in the C- CPR. So we offer natural ways to heal people, natural ways to deal with emergencies, even on top of the standard C- CPR classes right. you know, that, that I have to abide by. But then there's options that we can change. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, let's see. What, uh, what is something that you do like maybe as a rhythm or a discipline uh, in, in your life that, that you found to be you know really effective every morning quiet time by myself opening up the words of scripture and reading them hmm. there's nothing better i mean this is the word of the person that created you right so why wouldn't we want to know the creator i mean if 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 you're trying to figure out what you want to do in a business then why are you not seeking the one that created you right I mean, I, I, I can't see any other way. Right. I, I, I really can't. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can guess and the world can have me guess and I can take every personality test in the world, right? Every aptitude test, every one of those. But the one that created you is the one that speaks to you. And if he can speak, to, if you can find a quiet time to be spoken to and be humble enough to take it, uh, you'd be amazed at the word that comes to you. And yeah. let him lead your life. It's yeah. it's exciting. That's cool. That's cool. Well, how about one other like thing you can think about? A piece of advice, uh, something you'd want to share with our listeners? Uh, a life lesson, uh, whatever. I mean, you know, I'm at 62 right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I still think and feel young, at least from my point of view. And so, even at my age, I look at every meeting as an opportunity. It was a designed opportunity. It's not, um, people might think differently. I don't. If, if the one that created you leads you in your path, then that means the people that are put in your path are supposed to be. And that's how I look at life. Hmm. Why is this person here? Why am I coaching this person? What's the reason? And when I ask that question, then I get away from personalities. So take, take for instance, you might meet someone and you go, well, I don't sure if I like that person, right? Right. <laughs> They're yeah. different than me and I don't like how they think. Right. You know, but then you ask yourself, okay, so Father, why did you put, Lord, why did you put this person in front of me? Right. And what am I supposed to glean from them? And what can they glean from me? Yeah. So rather than thinking I'm an answer, like I'm their savior. Right. No. Okay. We all learn from each other. Okay. So by being in front of that person, I'm going to glean something that enhances my life. And then hopefully what I give back to them enhances theirs. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in all business, in everything I do, that's the priority. Yeah. I mean, that's a principle you hear from every teacher and parent. They always say like, I learn more from them than I, than I'm teaching them. And so it's like Uh the same thing. It's not like you're saying that savior mentality. It's like, it's an equal exchange. Like what can we both be like getting better at through this interaction? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we we have tremendously talented people that we, uh, attract to be mentors. Right. Uh Uh, But at the end of the day, uh, there's always an opportunity to learn whether you're the mentor or, or the mentee, right? And so, or coaching is very similar, I think, to mentoring. But uh, the 
the thing I always say is the best two tools you have as a mentor or a coach is your ears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and, yeah. And your brain. Con- yes. Consider the thought that you're a bad coach today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're consider you're that off your thought. game. Just right. <laughs> oh, okay. So if the person isn't getting it, that because you're not expressing it. Okay. So something's going on. So yeah, you have two ears and you have a brain. Check yeah. in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's so real. That's it's kind of like at my college, you know, there was a class that everybody was failing. Yeah. And it's like, if a couple of students are failing, then it's like, maybe the students need to like pick it up. Yeah. If every student is failing, like there's something else going on. Something and, else. Yeah. And it was just this particular bestie is out of grad school teaching a freshman class. Like it was a 700 class. And yeah. we were like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. You come out of there just out of the uh, horse, out of the uh, gate, ready to do and, all and the I things love that you learned, him. right? But, <laughs> yeah. If it was a senior level freshmen. class. I was yeah. Like, exactly. I'm 17. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. And squat about Just history. raising my hand yeah. over here. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Or looking for the door. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, gosh, man, we're, we're out of time already, Roland. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for uh, coming and sharing some of your life with us. And I uh, hope to have you back and it's hope to get to know each other better. Of course. Yeah. Um, have, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do it? They can email me. Mm-hmm. It's very easy. Coach Roland, C O A C H Roland at A Bets, A B E T T S dot org. Okay. They can also get a hold of our services for Oregon C- CPR by going to orcprpro.com. Well, there you go. orcprpro.com. And we're learning how to make it more and more fun. So all of you guys that are thinking, oh, I can't stand that, um, yeah. you'll have more fun this time. Well, and I took your class, and it was a good time. So oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. You, 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 he comes and... Uh, leads our staff here at Bauer Mentoring and the Rec and so yeah, on. Exactly. So, right. well, yeah, thank you, Roland, for being here, and thank you, listeners, for listening in, with, whether you're tuning live and it's 11.30 a.m. for you or it's whatever time you want it to be in, on your podcast app. Um, if you'd like to learn more about what we do, you can go to our websites or you can email Roland. You can find us live on KSLM every Saturday at 11 or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring.